You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. I know it's a different venue. You're thinking, Keith, where's the musical theater number? Where is it? Well, it's not happening right now because we are taking a bit of a detour mm-hmm. so you can get your musical theater energies a little bit later. But you can still have it here. But I want you to get someone who has a little musical theater history going on in her own right to give you something fresh and new, ladies and gentlemen. Let me bring you my friend. I got to do, let's see. First of all, let me see. I met Anne probably about Four or five years ago when I was still working at Sirius. Yes. Miss Ann Steele, singer, songwriter, <laughs> giving you some Janet Jackson almost realness in this news. You heard that, right? Right. She getting, just giving you a little bit up here. Just a little nod. That's right up here. <laughs> <laughs> you hear my influences, right? I, I, all of them, because I think yes. we probably have the same ones. Honey, she is turning you out with her new EP that has just been released. No, it's been out for like two weeks now. Yeah, February 2nd. February 2nd. Oh, sorry, January 2nd. 2nd. Well, three weeks. Get me yes. behind the time. But honey, made out of stars. And Steel is giving you some throwback realness. Mm-hmm. Twist the hair back. <laughs> We're having fun. Having a great time. And I'm just so thrilled. First of all, thank you for coming and hanging out with me. Oh, my gosh. Happy this to is be overdue. Here. This is totally overdue. I know, right? Um, we had such a great time when I came to do her wonderful podcast, I Love My Wife podcast, mm-hmm. available everywhere you can get your podcast, Apple, yes. Google Play Music, the whole nine, because you got to give them the shout out. Yes. Not to mention, you can get you some Ann Steele. Wait, let me get you, take my glasses off, because I want to make sure I get the website right. Is it back here? Where? It's just AnnSteele.com. AnnSteele, S-T-E-E-L-E. Yes, and Anne with an E. Lots of E's in my Lots of E's. Mm-hmm. You're very vowel-y. Yeah. <laughs> but silent. <laughs> Love it. So, but this, okay, y'all heard, she's giving you a little bop. She's making you feel some heat. This is the, like the third EP, second EP? Uh, it's my second EP. Um, my first one, that, my first album that came out was all covers. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now you're working on your original. Yes. What's that like? Uh, scary, really scary. Is uh, it? Yet empowering in a lot in in every way. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like when you cover someone else's material, mm-hmm. obviously, no matter when you get on stage or perform or or do anything, you're always sort of um, uh, it, when you're interpreting someone else's material. <clears throat> I find that it is um, you're still putting yourself on the line, of course. But when you ask someone to hear your words and your heart in a different way, that it's it takes it to a whole nother level. Well, I mean, again, the opening song that we talked about, Obsessed, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, again, you are between that and Love Somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like you are 
you were living in your your world and taking your world and pow making your your music yeah i mean the la- my last EP had a lot more sort of angsty sort of, you know, talking about coming out. Mm-hmm. I had um, I did a song called What's Mine about growing up in New York or growing up in Indiana and moving to New York and finding my people and knowing that I had a place somewhere in the world. And it was also, also sort of some breakup stuff and all this kind of stuff. This is a much more grounded, evolved me, um, sort of where I am now in my life. And, you know, I'm married. I'm happily married for I got uh f- almost let's see uh like almost I, six years I was gonna yeah. say because I feel like I met you right after you guys got married yes I think that's right yeah yeah actually so yeah it's been like six years and so it's 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 all sort of everything settled, you know. I have a family, but I also have a career, and it's balancing all of that. and And how do I fit that into my music and help myself evolve musically? And uh, it, this feels like it lands in the perfect spot. And the, like, well, I mean, at least the groove of where you're driving mm-hmm. at this point now. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love it. It's like again, Anne Steele is giving it to you with "Made Out of Stars." Yeah. You have to say it like "Made Out of Stars," baby. <laughs> I love it. So what stars were you reaching for when you started this project? Okay, well, I I have a really good friend named Shane Stevens, and he's a songwriter, and he sort of works with everyone. He works with, you know, Megan Trainor and Britney Spears and, you know, all these names. Yeah, and that's what he does in L.A. And he said to me, he's a good friend, and he sat me down and he said, what do you really want? And I said, I want to evolve. I want to to really have a voice, you know? And he said, all right, well, let's do it. Let's, I have a really good friend named Nash Overstreet. He's in the band Hot Shell Ray. And he's like, we need to write together. We need to sit down. We need to just just do like an intensive um, process. And and he was like, but you're going to need money because it's 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 not yeah. going to be it's not going to be cheap. And so I was like, OK, well, you know what? Let's launch a Kickstarter. So we did a Kickstarter, and um, I asked for a lot, and I got beyond all of that. Um, my friends, my family, my fans, everyone showed up and sort of participated on a level that I didn't even realize was possible. Wow. And so we were able to then take everything that people gave to that Kickstarter and turn it into an album that I always dreamed I could make but never really knew was possible. Wow. That is the dream though, isn't it? It is the dream. To, to have people believe in you and enough to sort of put themselves behind. If they don't even know what your project is yet yeah. and they just believe that you can do it. And that is, that's life changing. Really. The idea of feeling that uh, support. So do you take that with you every time you go out and do your live shows? Every time. Every time, because I feel like I have a responsibility, not just to myself, but to all of them, because they trusted me to do something big. And so I have that behind me and that sort of lifting me up. So like, okay, so here you are now, you have Nash, right? Yes, Nash. Saying, let's sit down and write, let's make this happen. Mm -hmm. You got your friend Shane. Yes. Who is also like, let's make this project happen. Yes. You're going to need the money. Mm Mm-hmm. So you get the money together. Yes. You make the plans to sit down. Mm -hmm. How long does it take you to sit down and pump these numbers out? So we planned. um, Well, okay. So what they said was we want to try a different way to do this. We want to do an intensive. So we went four days with you in LA. We'll Mm -hmm. do it all in four days. 
Oh my god! And it was an immersive experience. Oh my god! So basically, we went. We went to. I went to LA. Um, we did two sessions a day, and in every session, we wrote a song and then recorded it. So within four days, we had an entire uh, EP. So how much did you have walking in? Did you already have like five or six songs that you thought? You, oh, I, I had one song uh, called I Miss Those Days uh-huh. that I wrote with a, a guy named James Farrell, an amazing writer in Nashville um, about a friend of mine that passed away and our time in New York together. And I had that. And that's all I had. And I had the cover that I knew I wanted to do that was the Tears for Fears. Right. Uh, song that I covered, um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So I knew that I was going to cover that, and I knew that I was going to do the new song, I Miss Those Days. Now, the other, that's not true. So we also, I had a single that came out um, right after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando called Love Can Take Us There. So we had Love Can Take Us There, and we were going to do a remix, 2019 Nash Overstreet remix, Mm -hmm. and then we were going to do an acoustic, completely stripped down guitar bonus track. So we technically had four. Okay. Okay. And then? (laughs) All right. So then we wrote, right, the other three new songs Uh we wrote and recorded in within those three days. Mm -hmm. Wow. And we recorded everything else in those three days, too. We re-recorded everything. So, like, when it comes to the original stuff that you had to crank out in that time frame, Mm -hmm. what did you pull from? Because, like, you know, you you are, if people are following Ann Steele (laughs) on the, the Instagram or the Twitter... Or the Facebook, whatever, whatever your social media choice Everywhere. is. Everywhere. <laughs> you will see Miss Anne, honey, her and Miss Kelly just dipping and doing it, traveling mm-hmm. the world. I just was like, you better get it. Mm. Just get your life, girl. How is it that you can contain all of that in a four day writing session and go, right. let me mind my life. <laughs> right, right. Well, I had been thinking about it, certainly. You know, yeah. the whole time that we were building the Kickstarter, I'd been thinking about what I wanted to say and what my message was going to be in this in this album. But um, the first thing that I said when we sat down was we have to write a song about how I feel about my wife, honestly. And I said, that is a, that is a, a primary goal. I have to have a song like that. It has to be, um, it has to have a throwback vibe. It has to be light. It has to be um, happy. It has to make you feel good when you hear it. And that's the song Obsessed. Right. right. So I was like, Perfect. it needs to be that. It needs to be, um, we are so, just so easy together. We're, you know, we're very lucky that we have a very comfortable, easy relationship. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that to be reflected in the song. And I want people to just have fun when they hear it. Yeah. So that was the plan with that song. So we wrote that and then recorded it. And then I also was talking about... So I was, I'm very sort of inspired by... There are a lot of references on this album. So the song Love Somebody, I used to be obsessed with the song, the Robin song, Dancing on My Own. Yes. Amazing dance song. Good throwback. You know what I mean? Like to like when I was really sort of coming up in music and um, it reminded me a lot of being in a club and that concept of sort of being on your own and not having and whether it be like a breakup, something happening, but being there and being like. I wish I could be with some, you know, like I could be with people. And then I also thought about my wife's company, you know, Our Family Vacations, uh, which is an LGBT um, travel company. And 
I remember the first time I ever went on one of their trips, uh, her business partner, Greg, said something that really stuck with me. He said, "Um, on these trips, you will never have to walk into the lunchroom and have nowhere to sit. You can always sit with us. Oh, wow. And so it it made me feel like I found my people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That, that feeling. Yeah. And so love somebody is really about that person that doesn't feel great about themselves and learning to let it go and live in the moment and not miss out on life because you don't feel good about yourself right. or you don't feel like you have your people. And if you want to dance, you can always come and dance with me. Yeah. So that's what that song was supposed to be about. I love that. So just, again, like I said, happiness and joy. But everybody wants to rule the world on a somber tip that's a much slower, yeah. kind of stripped down version of that song, which was, I remember at the time, was like my, because <laughs> I channeled my inner white boy back in the day. Because <laughs> I didn't know who I was. I was just like all over the place. And Tears for Fears spoke to me in a way sure. that no one else, that and shout. Yeah. Oh. But- Again, why that song? Okay, well, I've been singing it for a couple years uh, as as our current administration has changed <laughs> over and all of that. I I was writing my I was doing one of my shows, mm-hmm. putting my show together, and I listened to the lyrics. As I started writing music, it changed how I listen to music, yeah, honestly. I was going to ask. I yeah. break it down so differently and I hear lyrics so much more than I ever did before. And I think there's something about being a performer. In my mind, the best thing that I can do is relate someone's lyrics. Often you hear someone sing a song and you don't hear the lyrics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just the, you just you know the, the song. carrying you away. And you're yeah, and you're just like, oh, whatever. And you don't really get the message. It's like Everybody that decides to have saving all my love played at their wedding reception, I'm yeah. like, are you, are you sure you want to do that for the first dance? Okay, <laughs> the worst is when people want want people to sing. What's the song from? Uh, uh, what's the song from Wicked? Um, that makes it. Uh, for good? For no. good. Yeah, uh-huh. for good. For good. That song, I sang that for someone getting engaged one time, and I was like, that's about splitting up, just so you know. Not about getting together. I mean, it's a nice sentiment. So nice. It's a nice sentiment. Like, uh, you changed me for good, but they're breaking up. Breaking it's up. over. Yeah. And so I was like, you're missing the point. But it sounds so good when you right. sing it. But you get what I mean? Like, they don't hear the lyrics. They don't understand what's actually happening. So for me... Dealing with what was happening, you know, with the election and uh, literally going into a very dark place, you know, as we all have been in and out of the concept of those lyrics are so good. 1985 is when that came out. Right. So think about I hear it now and it's so relevant. It's so current. You can pull those lyrics. I would just challenge anyone to listen to those lyrics and really take it in. Even if you listen to their original version, you don't really get it. Like right. it's it's the 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 te- like the production is sort of bigger. It's more up tempo. Mm-hmm. Listen to my version. Really take in the lyrics. So they're gonna y'all gonna get that when we get it. Let's walk in. <laughs> I just I just find it to be very very relevant and yeah. very current. And um, I wanted to put something on there making sort of a reference to how I feel about the current administration <laughs> without writing a I you know. It's like you son of a bitch. 
Yeah, like burn it you down. You bastard. <laughs> I thought about writing a song called "Burn It Down," but I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. you saw what happened to Kathy Griffin, honey. You don't be right, burning I that down. Sh- no, I didn't do it. Just cover nope. somebody else's mm-mm, words. Mm-mm. I was just burning up for your love, maybe. Right, right. I'm like, let's keep it light. Let's keep it loose. But I, a little nod to how I feel. So. That's. I mean, because how how I would say like when you're talking about writing and stuff now, do you find that you want to have a little bit more of that edge of writing in terms of taking on some of the things? Because it seems like now as artists, as a comedian, as like, we don't have the luxury now Mm -hmm. to ignore. Oh no. Like that's the part for me. That's like, I, you know, I used to be able to just wear a boa on the stage and be fabulous and go on with my day. And it's like, Mm -hmm. shit, now I got to get all involved. Well, here's the thing. I feel like as public people, we have a responsibility, right? I mean, I really do. And it's it it's a you know it can go both ways because you put yourself out there then you open yourself up to a lot of a you lot know of the negativity negativity controversy whatever but you know I think as for me I uh, it's important for me to 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 have a voice and my current tour that's going on I do a couple songs I could do um a Stevie Wonder song Love's in Need of Love today because I feel like that's a really good reference just be getting all on the deep tracks right? girl she I'm just saying this. like it's it's, it's my not using all my sunshine honey she's not giving you sunshine I mean there is a lot of sunshine but I'm going to bring it a little bit and like I want people to know that I do that it does matter and and artists do uh, the thing that I say in this, this current tour is that I also sing a Pink song, uh, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, about these artists that use their platform to, to, to speak out to people that, that listen to them. You know what yeah. I mean? And so that's what I do in my live shows. Yeah. In my EP, I the nod Ooh, yes. is the tears for fears. and um, But otherwise, I want people to also have fun. You know what? It's a dark time. And I don't want to be dark all the time. Yeah. Like our podcast, for example, it's light. We keep yeah. it easy. We keep it light. We keep I mean, it fun. You get a drink cocktail at the end. What? Right? <laughs> I mean, like we want people to have an hour out of their week where they can just like relax and listen to stuff about music and travel and 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 hear a great guest. Yeah. That's you know, and and that we just get to have some fun because I think it's important because it's a very heavy time. It's a heavy time, and and the thing is, is that once you start taking all that on. It is so hard to get back to the things that you love to do. It's so true. It's like, you know, you have to, you know, like, especially when you're talking about your live set, it's like you have to engage people on that level because that's a part of how you're feeling, too. And this Mm -hmm. is the one time that you can really express it and they hear it. Mm -hmm. It's true. And I feel like, you know, I, I just did an interview the other day and someone asked me, like, where do I find my pride? Because, you know, we have World Pride coming up this summer and where do I find my pride? And I kept I, I really thought about it for a while. And I I find pride in the fact that I grew up in this small town in Indiana as a, I, I didn't really know I was gay, but like eventually got out, figured out that I could find my people, find my tribe, find my life. And now I get to stand on stage and be a role model for someone else that I didn't have. Right. I didn't see that. Right. It's so funny. I had a conversation the other day with Jen Colella, and we were talking about how, you know, like she's in, in the show Come From Away, but, you know. I love her, her by the way. Is she, is she amazing? She's amazing. Has she not done your podcast? No, but she needs to. Uh, <laughs> mm, okay. We're we going to talk about that. Oh, okay, I got okay, you, okay. girl. Yeah, because she's you amazing. Honey. Yeah. She's absolutely everything. But with something that we were talking about how uh, – 
I feel like this might have been off mic, but we were talking about how being out like she is and 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 vocal as she has been, that for that young lesbian that's looking for some sort of light, she says mm-hmm. that people are now coming up to her going, I have the courage to come out because of your presence. Yes. And it's like, and I think back too, it's like, it is the weirdest thing to be that kind of role model person. Don't you think? Like, it's like it's weird. It is weird. Because you're just like, listen, I'm just trying to get another job. Right. I'm trying to like... I'm just trying to get I'm, through my day, right? You like, know, I'm, you know. I'm glad that my presence is really working for you, but right now I'm trying to get rent and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't realize it was so impactful. Like, does, does it come with some more money? Because <laughs> <laughs> this role model shit is broke, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like, you know, spiritually, I'm glad everybody's fabulous, but, you know, financially, it's a bit of a, a struggle, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But but how how awesome is it to have what you do have that impact? Because when did you realize that you were reaching people? Because you're reaching people like that the same way every time you get up on that stage. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, I didn't really realize it until I started, um, like, we our, our kids mm-hmm. have a couple um, kids that are out in That's their like, school. Kids, but you, we have kids. You, you kids, honey, you got kids. And giving you Mimi realness. Remember <laughs> yes, what I said? Yes. Honey, Mimi, I'm always going to be Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah so we we do have um you know we have a couple uh kids that yeah. our kids know that are out and um that have really reached out to us yeah and um that was life changing honestly and um also I have people write me on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram and write me really nice private messages and say that. It gives them strength and courage, and I think that's it. Really, does make me feel amazing, like right. to know that it does make a difference. And because you know? there's days that you do have, you know, especially when you're in the struggle, trying to look for work and trying to do all those other things, that you mm-hmm. forget that. Yeah, that you have that can have that impact on people. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's just everyday people. Everyone can have that. Same oh, sure, absolutely. You know? I say this to other. I used to say on my show, like the thing that the thing that I discovered for so long, I felt insecure about myself for for whatever reason, and the concept of knowing that when you finally get to love yourself, really love who you are, mm-hmm. it changes for you on, especially like in life, but on stage. Yep. Oh my gosh. As a performer, it's like, I'd be, I literally, I became a different person. It's like you do. You feel like the butterfly. Yeah. The monarch butterfly. When you and I was like, what? I can just be myself. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. When I didn't think I was so concerned about trying to play somebody else or be right. a role or, you know, sing somebody else's words. Now me standing on stage in my own space singing my own words it's like the, the way, greatest and the way you want to yes exactly there's that is the, the the joy of being able to i think especially as a singer <clears throat> not being a singer more of a comedian but like as a singer when you you put all of the elements that it takes for you to write a song together mm-hmm. and then to be able to stand on the stage and express and give it all you can and all you have yes because that's what you're feeling in the moment there's no better f- and, and wait and then get paid too hey. that's true i mean the paid part's good yeah, but. <laughs> you know, pay part would be real real cute you know what i'm saying <laughs> although you know what i sort of discovered about about the music business now it's funny i used to always think like oh i need people to buy my cd i need people to download it whatever really it's so much 
beyond that now. It's like stream it on Spotify, listen to it on SoundCloud, put it on Google Play, mm-hmm. Apple Music. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to the music and share it. Well, that's the, and that's the best part that it, it opens it up for those people that may feel as inspired as you do to, yes. to tell your story through music or like with me with comedy. They can, they can go anywhere. Yeah. YouTube is your best friend. At right. Point. It's so true. It's Just get it out friend. there. And get it out there and do it. Well, Miss Anne, this is, you know, I'm glad that we got to do this. I've Me been wanting too. to do this for a while. And trying to find the context in which to do it is great because, you know, you do love the theater. Yeah. Let's, let us let us not think that she's just going to skip out of here and we ain't oh, going to be no. talking about no shows. <laughs> no. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk yes. to Turkey. What have you seen so far this season? Um. Well, I'm seeing prom in like a couple days. <gasps> oh, this is my chance. <laughs> the prom. I'm so excited. I just saw the Cher show. Okay. I have not yet seen it. And? My mother was so happy. Wow. She was very excited. No, we just, no, but she danced a lot. It's just so fun. It's, It's, again, right now, it's a dark time. It's fun to go to the theater and just have a blast. That's what I I said about a couple of shows that have closed over the last couple of weeks that, that I think should have stayed open because of the joy that they bring, like Once on this Island. Yes. Should have stayed oh, open. I love that show. I, you know, some people might disagree, but I would not mad if, if Donna Summer had stayed open because... I saw that. That was a, you know, a, give me my joy. Give it was me. fun. It's the same idea, right? So yeah. the, the the fun, the... Everybody was dancing, singing, having a blast, you know. Yeah. I, I think there's that's, there's a place yeah. for that, you certainly. Can have that and you can go have your, like, you know, Angels in America moment yeah. when you need it. Like, okay, but the thing that I'm the most obsessed with is is Jagged Little Pill. I can't wait. <gasps> That's coming too. They just announced yes, that. I saw it and we saw it in Boston. Oh. Ooh. And we just had Elizabeth Stanley, who's the star on our podcast. Oh, oh she's going to be on actually on, yeah, next week. But I'm obsessed because Alanis Morissette, honestly, was, I, I will say this always, she is the first time I ever, that first album, Jagged Little Pill, was the first time I ever realized that a woman could really say whatever she wanted mm-hmm. and she didn't have to apologize for it. Yeah. And I never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, I because that was a, a odd, that was a, one of those odd times in music. And yeah. She came out angry. She was angry and she didn't apologize for it. And you know what? I loved it. I was obsessed with it. So that musical, it is it is literally going to blow up, I'm telling you. Okay. It's life-changing. Now, did Diane Paulus direct that in, uh, in yes. Boston? <gasps> Mm-hmm. So good. I love it's that. It's so good. Oh, and Narita Shell, my friend Narita's in that. Nora Shell. And Elizabeth Stanley, uh-huh. literally, she's, I, I guarantee, like, we're talking Tonys. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm All just right. going to, that's just a little, well, a little uh, I, prediction. Well, I know your love, I'm telling you, you've got, the prom is the one that you should see that you're going to be. Yes, I'm, an exci- I'm very excited. For I that. haven't seen Be More Chill yet. I've been to a lot of press events, but I haven't been actually save, able to see the show. And that's coming soon. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. This is going to be a very good season. So for you with the theater, like how often do you guys get to go? Um, We probably go a few times a month, Mm -hmm. depending on where we are. Like we travel a lot. So again, follow Ann Steele, honey. (laughs) Her and Kelly just zipping and dipping, honey. I'm not mad. (laughs) Not mad at you, honey. So, but when we're around, we try to see, we try to see as much as we possibly can. Like, I really love the theater. Yeah. It's where, you know, my heart was always in the theater, so. Do you think at some point you're going to, is there a role that would 
call you to do get on an eight show a week or are you just like I've got to be I mean, in my zone I, I don't, don't have time think for y'all so. I really do love going but I that used to be the dream uh-huh. but uh, now that I know that I, <laughs> there's something else that I can do that I love <laughs> and I can have a career doing it I think I like that concept better I mean I'm not going to say I would, if I was offered something <laughs> I mean I might consider it but I'm not chasing it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I do appreciate Brian Broadway so much wow. and it is my heart so wow well, all right see see i tied it all up and we had a theater moment sure but did. again this is wonderful but you guys get you some made out of stars honey yeah this and steel and this wonderful ep we were talking about everybody wants to rule the world <laughs> seemingly all from russia but that's another side <laughs> story hey <laughs> don't get me started don't get me started <laughs> But this is a wonderful interpretation of a song that, you know, when you listen to the words, listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. you will understand the the power of what she's trying to, to convey in the song. And so, again, thank you, Miss Anne. Thank you so much. And love to Miss Kelly. Give her a shout out for me. And also, oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. How am I going to forget about uh, Love My Wife podcast? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Don't See? forget. Th- that you need to find that I love my wife podcast. It's available everywhere that you can download. Yes, Spotify, the whole schmear. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere, and and take in an hour of joy. Yes, please do. And then when you're done with that, then you pick up Made Out of Stars, and then you go back and you get into Miss Anson's catalog <laughs> and get some cover soon. You know her yes. her darker mood. Yeah, it's <laughs> there's, there's out there, honey. It's all out there. She's giving you darkness. Get on my Spotify channel. Eyo, <laughs> and enjoy you some Anson. Thank you, darling. Thank you, my love. And we are going to be back. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and now Mixcloud.